This is a CJSN podcast brought to you by Seri Manzoor from Yale University and me, Chirag Parikh from Johns Hopkins University. Thank you, Chirag, for the introductions. Now, before we start, if you're a runner, you're not going to want to run away just yet. Yes, we are here to discuss the results of our new study trying to understand etiologies behind runners' acute kidney injury after a marathon. Previously, we have shown that the majority of runners get kidney injury with granular casts in the urine and elevation in injury proteins suggesting acute tubular damage. To try to understand why AKI happens after a marathon, we looked at the processes of volume regulation and temperature regulation during the race. Yes, and to assess volume, we looked at sweat sodium and sweat volume loss during the race. And we also evaluated blood copeptin levels before, during, and after the race. And for thermoregulation, we looked at estimated continuous core body temperature during the race with a special device that runners wore across their chest. Right. Maybe we should share a little bit more about the runners. Absolutely. So our study included 23 runners who ranged from 22 years to 63 years old. On average, they ran at least three marathons during their lifetime. Over half of the runners developed AKI by blood creatinine definition, but more than 70% had granular cast and urine microscopy score suggestive of acute tubular injury. Runners lost a median of 2.5 liters of volume via sweat with a maximum of up to 6.8 liters in some runners. Similarly, they lost a median of 2.3 grams of sodium with some runners losing up to 7 grams. Yeah, these are a lot of losses. Let me try to put these numbers into perspective. That's a median of about one and a quarter teaspoons of salt that were lost. That's the entire daily recommendation of salt intake by the American Heart Association, and a median of a little over a two-liter Coke bottle that was lost via sweat. But beyond that, we also have evidence suggesting that runners weren't keeping up with these losses. That's correct. After accounting for intake, runners had a net negative sodium and volume balance at the end of the race. Also, there was a biological evidence that runners were likely volume down because blood copeptin levels increased up to 20-fold after the race as compared to the baseline. 20-fold increase, that's a lot. And copeptin is a vasopressin prohormone. Right. It is released in our bodies in states where there is a low volume and through the actions of other hormones tells our kidneys to hold on to water so we do not drop our pressure and collapse. Body temperature also rose significantly during the race. Right. The median temperature at the end of the race was 101 Fahrenheit, but it went over 104 in several runners and up to 106 in one runner. That one runner was running a high fever. Yes. But our big question here was, did any of this differ between runners with and without acute kidney injury? Good question. So we found that runners with AKI sweat about 4 liters as compared to only 2 liters of sweat volume in those without AKI. Copeptin was also significantly higher in runners with AKI compared to those without. Sweat sodium losses were high in runners with AKI at about 3 grams as compared to only 1 gram in those without. Estimated core body temperature, however, was not significantly different between the two groups. So to conclude, all runners had significant changes in their volume and thermoregulation throughout the race, 
but runners with AKI lost more sweat volume and had higher copeptin levels. Future studies will need to evaluate whether optimizing volume and salt balance in runners reduces rates of AKI. And that's our study in a nutshell. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. We want to thank C. Jason for this opportunity to share our research with all of you, the listeners. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology.